Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. We're back. Well, technically, the Relic Grind was never away. It's gaming gumbo True. that we had to be off for the last uh, last two weeks. That will be back this Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll have Yod and uh, Troy joining me to talk all things gaming for the last week, but we'll probably dip back to a topic or two from the previous weeks. That's not tonight, though. Tonight, live here at twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, we're going to be talking the Final Fantasy XIV 6.2 final live letter as we are just days away from actually being able to jump into 6.2. And damn, is that patch looking juicy. Even though some of the stuff that I may be looking forward to is part of 6.25. And we'll get to all of it if you're joining us live. Thank you so much. If you're watching on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com, do me a favor while you're there. Click on all those socials in the upper right-hand corner. Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh, Audible, iTunes, everywhere this is distributed. Give it a like, give it a follow, give it a comment, feed those algorithms. And if you like what we do here, tell a friend. It's a nice way you can help us out, and it's free for you to do. Joining me to go over all the goodness today, Mr. Chris Montoya. What's up, Tarkoth? Not much, sir. Greetings, programs. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I had to buy new controllers. Um, as I started in, as to get in like video game controllers? Yeah, new new PS5 controllers. Uh, I hit the original generation that started to get the drift, and I tried a couple different ways to fix it, and just was not not being nice to me. So I had to buy new controllers. So, but I got a nice black one and a red one. So, yay colors! Yeah, I have the red one. Yeah, as soon as the red one came out, I picked that up. Uh, yeah. I need a forest green one though. Yeah, green's my favorite color. I haven't been able yeah. to to get my butt out there and go and snag one, but sometime soon, sometime soon. Also on the line, very hopeful, getting that <laughs> ultimate clear before Savage. It, I, you're, I you're, you're, there's a chance. Right, you I said, said, you said if you were a betting you're man, close. you, you so said close. if you were a betting man, to be fair, you said if you were a betting man, you probably wouldn't put money on you doing it. But you're close enough that it could happen. You're saying there's a chance, Adam Lane, Kronos won. Yeah, I mean we're seeing the transition, so it's it's a miracle. We can we can we could do it. <laughs> and you've tacked and on an extra raid away. night. You'll be headed into the raid right after the show today. Yep. To jump into that. So let's get started then so we don't hold you up. Six point two part two, for lack of a better term, live letter happened last Friday. In the wee hours of the morning, East Coast time here. And I got to say, I love the live letter format, right? I, I always mm -hmm. have. I always, I've always thought it was absolutely fantastic. I'm not exactly sure why 6.2 at this point. Like, previous patches where they've split the live letter into two, there usually was, like, some big new thing that required a lot of detail, required a lot of explanation. Yes, there are big new things in 6.2 and the, and the whole Dot .2 series. You know, we, we've got the variant dungeons. We've got the Criterion uh, difficulty stuff. We've got the Island Sanctuary. Like, there is big new stuff here. But honestly, yes, they did reveal some new things. New little tidbits. But I didn't walk away from this live letter feeling like, ah, that's why we were saving that. That's why we didn't <laughs> talk about that until five days or ten days before the actual patch. Ah, I see. I just felt like it was a little more granular detail over some things we already knew. And while I was appreciative of the details, I was kind of kind of disappointed in the, it being a whole live letter to get those additional details. Um, there were honestly times in this live letter, maybe it was just me, that I was like, okay, come on, get to the next topic. Get to the next topic. Let's go. You know, you're, you're, you're repeating yourself. So I wasn't too big a fan of this live letter but I was a fan of some of the information that we're going to cover when we get there I just don't think it needed a whole live letter Tark was it just me like I, no, I didn't I don't want to say yeah, it was bad because it wasn't bad it's just they've done a lot better and I walked away yeah. going I don't know if this needed to be a live letter uh no I, I was okay with it being a live letter but yeah you were right there was nothing that was revealed um so it was just 
diving deep into topics that was already revealed where they could have taken those topic reveal topics and moved them to this live letter and be like oh okay cool this is cool and then then give the information so maybe they didn't need two live letters maybe one and a half yeah, that's but when you yeah. spend an hour and a half or hour you know hour plus on one topic um that's and that's fine. Yeah, like to, to, Cal say, to, to Cal saying kind of the same thing as you are. Like they spent a lot of time on the raids. They spent a lot of time, a fair amount of time on PvP, um, and and that's cool, right? I'm t I'm you know whatever. I'll just drone out and and do other things while the PvP stuff is going on. Once I get the tidbits I need to cover it for MMO bomb or bring it here, the raid sure. stuff I'm certainly interested in. But I know what to expect from Final Fantasy's raids now. I just want to see the new content and then, you know, move on. And the stuff that I did want to see more about, Variant Dungeons, Criterion Dungeons, even a little bit about Island Sanctuary, it felt like they spent all this time on certain topics, Kronos, and then, like, gave real quick two-slide bullet point lists on a couple of these other things that, at least in my book, and I know, you know, I don't have to like everything about the game. I don't like everything about the game. I am critical of the game in certain respects, and it's okay to be that way. Uh, it's you can love something and be critical about it, but yeah, I was kind of like, oh, the stuff I was waiting for, you just kind of glossed over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can't love stuff and be critical about it, then I probably hate everything in the world, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I'm critical because I, I like this game a lot. Uh, they did spend a pretty good amount of time on Island Sanctuary, though. Yeah. I feel like they ran through oh, that definitely. tutorial yeah, for yeah, about yeah. an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it seems like that tutorial is going to be crazy long. Which, hey, uh, are we'll you guys see. okay yeah. with Island Sanctuary being and Walker content? Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think right, I but, no we're at, but we're at but we're at restricted, right? We're, we're, it's we're actually at restricted Endwalker. Endwalker. I thought. Oh, I, you mean like? Oh, you mean like it's the fact that it's restricted to people that have beaten 6.0? Right. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably didn't need to do that. I guess. I'm not sure. I haven't really thought about it because I'm not really affected by it. Like but I, I know, I know it's not a, not I know happy. it's not going to be a box moving feature in and of itself, but it is going yeah. to. They've clearly spent a lot of time and a lot of money on it because they think it's going to hit a large portion of the Final Fantasy demographic. Mm -hmm. And and I I will readily admit I'm mildly interested in it, but you know I'm not going to be all that you know have, super super like, invested in it. Have they ever introduced a piece of content? That's this big that doesn't require you. I agree, but we're also three expansions in now at this point. No, no, yeah, you're it's, not wrong. I, I think there's to, arguments. It yeah. starts to get very, yeah. very long in the tooth if somebody is like, hey, you know what? Oh, okay, they have that. Well, I kind of like MMOs, and I would maybe well, like running some dungeons with my friends, but I'd like to check out that island thing uh, because I'm a big Stardew Valley fan or I'm a big this fan or, yeah. or Y fan. I, mm. I, I don't know. Just a, just a thought out there. Let us know in the comments what you think. Are you okay with it? Do you think new players, again, I know it's not a box moving, box selling feature in and of itself, Tark. So maybe that's the, the, the mentality behind it. Look, you're not buying Final Fantasy 14 for Island Sanctuary. You just aren't. Yeah, no, you're, you're buying Harvestella for that experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, touche, touche. So, Cal, that's a good point. Maybe the island's location is kind of important uh, and could in and of itself be a semi-spoiler. They are very careful about that. Maybe, maybe. We do know that maybe. there's a quest to even get there, so we'll see. All right, let's start the way we usually do with this, and that is, of course, with the trailer. Uh, we got the new trailer. I'm showing the B-roll right now. Kronos, I'm going to let you go first on what you thought. I will just say, could I say best trailer, title, screen, splash, transition ever? Yes. I yeah, loved I that. I concur. Absolutely love that. And the music is banging. Not just the FF4 battle music, which in my opinion, even though 4 might not be my favorite uh, Final Fantasy, it's up there, but it's not my favorite. That is probably my favorite battle theme uh, in in Final it's Fantasy, playing in music. my head right now. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely it's banger track. And then the yeah. back half of the trailer has a different track on it, a banger of a track there too. But go ahead, Kronos, your thoughts. I, yeah, so I mean, like we knew we were gonna get the four fiends battle theme. If they didn't, yep. it would have been a Travis. And, and theme, we did, so. and we did guess uh, Scarmiglione, who we do. Yeah, see. Yeah, so I, mm -hmm. I do think there's a bit of a uh, 
I think I think I was wrong about One Piece. Like I figured it was gonna be, he was gonna be the dungeon boss, but now I, I think he's gonna be both. I yeah. think he's gonna be both. I yeah. yeah. I know Ooh, where you were going trailer. with that. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um. Yeah. My only nitpick at this trailer is I feel like they spend a lot of time on things that are like revamped things, and I'm not a huge fan of that. But they how look so? fine. Like how so? Uh, like the you know like the steps of faith. And oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was cool though, given just because I didn't think that one was all that long. I do have others I that I think you're going to bring up here, but I thought that one was pretty brief. It was. Yeah, I guess I like know. my only thing is, is like the people that watch the trailer, I don't think are really the people like It was like, okay, cool, harsh fonts of trust. You yeah. Know? That was probably yeah. like the big thing. That was cool. But like, um, I just, I just wish, I don't know. I don't, I don't need to see that. Like, I, I guess it just doesn't affect me. So I'm not really like pumped about it. The music though is sick. And that's definitely the P8S theme. And I'm excited to. To do that so. absolutely absolutely tark go ahead uh loved it uh i give that trailer an a plus i was and that's all because of the final fantasy 4 it's my favorite final fantasy so i was all nostalgic and like giddy um but yeah in 4 scarmigalone you fight him and then he like escapes and then appears behind you so him being a dungeon boss and then maybe escaping and then just immediately after oh here's your trial by the way it's scarmigalone so that'd be dope. Yeah, I, would I love think, that. I think the big thing that kind of tr- like makes me think that is I don't think Battle of the Four Fiends is a dungeon boss theme. I bet it doesn't. I even don't play. think it is either. I think that's yeah, a that bait, was... and that's definitely the trial theme. And there's no way. I don't know. I just I feel like he's gonna be both. Well, the I think theme it... that was playing during him was the bo- uh, actual boss battle. It wasn't the Four Fiends theme. Well, it starts with the Troya theme, right? The, so the start of the trailer is like a yeah. basically like a remix version of the Troya theme from Final yeah. Fantasy IV. And then doesn't doesn't like when he like comes out and stabs the thing like the 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 little like trigger thing happens and then it's playing the boss music for Final Fantasy IV if I remember right while he's like yeah when fighting. the transition happens it's it's boss theme music yeah so that's that could be any boss but uh, I'm pretty sure that's the trial music I don't think that's going to be dungeon music but it could be. We shall see. I I like the trailer. It did seem to spend a lot of time in uh in the raid too. Uh, or at least what seemed yeah, to be, yeah. There was some some nice time dedicated to the raid. Uh, obviously, a fair amount of time dedicated to the void, which totally makes sense because that's where the the MSQ is pretty much going to pick up, uh, right? As uh, messing with little portals, uh, dude. Your sister is still boned, absolutely. Yep. Like I, I, no doubt your sister is boned. Uh, but I, then we get to the end and we kind of start seeing the the Asians and it, it does that transition into that really wild art that is the buried memory uh poster oh, at the I, end. I love that very joker-esque or very harley quinn-esque type uh artwork absolutely fantastic go ahead tark i actually kind of related it to like a fighting game trailer for maybe like guilty guilty gear you see some cuts and then you get a cut of a character and then you see some more raid cuts and they get a gun cut on another character and i was like this is pretty hype i, I like this yeah it's yeah. making me less Let's fight Carbuncle. Let's go. Any spoilers or things you thought uh, might be spoilers shown in the trailer? Or hints? That 1v1 conversation between us and Xenos' avatar? Do you you think Xenos' avatar and that Reaper are the same person? Um, He might have. Because he does have the resonance, so maybe he transferred his consciousness into it. God, well, no, no, just... yeah, yeah, I just mean like the Avatar and the girl that's the Reaper, like not Xenos himself, but like I wonder if they're like, I don't know. It, it just, I just thought that because like I you know. see the one scene with the scythe in the um, the Avatar's hand. So I, be, I very much loved Xenos the first time around. Uh, in <laughs> Stormblood, yeah, the the Endwalker Xenos felt a little ham-fisted, fan y Let's get him back in there somehow to me, but I was kind of okay with it. I actually was like, oh god, please no, don't. Like, I, I don't. I'm done with this character. I absolutely love him, but I'm done with him. Like to me. Even putting him in there as something ancillary or just a story beat mover, you know, not a big mm-hmm. part of it. I'm kind of like, we're done with you. Like, we're, stop. Let's let's move forward. <laughs> I hope so too. I've never been a fan of the character. I don't think he's like the worst character ever or anything. But I'm I I thought he was fine in Stormblood. Uh, yeah. I thought he was fine. I like I said, I thought it was a little forced in Endwalker. 
um, and was probably there for fan service. And that's probably the way I'm going to feel this time around, too. Um, I more want to put my money into Xenos the Rooster. We'll talk about that a little oh, later. My <laughs> Ridiculous. And that's that's the Xenos from now on. That's the Xenos from now on. Okay, so instead of going through gentlemen, like kind of their master list of everything, I think there's a few topics that, unlike they did in the live letter, we can just hit a real quick beat if you have a comment on it. Job adjustments we knew were coming, including PvP uh, job adjustments. We all knew that was coming. The intentions is going to be explained later. Uh, they'll be in the job guides when the patch notes goes live and, and why. They did make uh, what I think was a pretty subs uh, substantive change to direct hit and crit hit and the way they interact with abilities that are guaranteed already to be a crit hit or a direct hit. Uh, and so now buffs that would increase your crit will have that were previously having no effect on something that was guaranteed to crit anyway will add damage, additional damage to that crit hit. And the same with direct hit, if you have a direct hit buff. Um, that, I think, is a, a change I'm surprised wasn't already introduced a while ago, but a, a certainly a welcome one. They did say kind of like, look, th these aren't going to be massive overhauls, so those classes that we're kind of waiting for the next revamp of them, this ain't going to be it. Uh, and, and so it was kind of a... A small topic in this letter there, Kronos. Yeah, I mean, I think they've already kind of said they're not going to do the Dragoon and Astro thing till the expansion. So, yeah. but, and they even like said it was going to be more akin to Ninja than yeah. like Summoner. So it'll, it'll probably just be more like a, it'll flow better kind of thing. I assume Dragoon's combo will probably be shortened. You might see GCD jumps to like make it where weaving like jumps doesn't become terrible anymore almost yeah. like how they do with moochers they did talk about the combo th you mentioned the word combo the combo thing as well that the where you can turn toggle it on and off so that it will auto queue certain yeah. combo abilities together which i think is great for particularly for newer players uh and and even like it, it will certainly help for for me on like classes i very rarely play right i could see myself using it as a refresher for a dungeon or two or a trial or two until I'm like, ah, okay, now I remember the, the the crux of the rotation or whatever it may be. So that's pretty cool too. On the PVP side of things, they spent uh, what I thought was more time needed than was needed on this one. There are going to be adjustments to PVP actions. We already knew that. The Hidden Gorge is coming back. That was, I think that was new. I don't remember them saying that. Uh, uh, at any previous thing, series two begins. You'll be able to get your rewards all the from C from series one all the way until the end of series two. But they are making a change in season three uh, to crystalline conflict. That's going to start in six two, and that's to kind of entice you to still try to win matches every single time you play, regardless of your personal ranking at the exact moment. It is going to be possible now to be demoted from crystal and diamond ranks. If you're demoted by losing a match with zero points in crystal, you'll be demoted to diamond rank with two stars. And if you're demoted in diamond five, you return to platinum one with two stars. Okay, I'm all for it, but I still think this system needs decay, Kronos. I still think this system needs a natural decay. Definitely needs to K. Yeah, this is a step in the right direction, though. Like, I think I brought this up when they first did it, that basically once you hit a tier, if that's all you want, you can just start messing around. I don't think it they're was... going to do a decay, though, because if you look at... I don't at, think they will either. If you look I at think this, they should, though. I think they should, too. But if you look at this particular feature, they even go out of their way to say, hey, Tark, if you make it to Crystal and then get demoted, your progress you is still saved, so you're going to qualify for the Crystal requisite awards. And I'm like, yeah. why? It should, you know... Like, at, at least, uh, and I'm going to compare this to Rocket League because it's the one that I PvP the most in, right? It, when I get to Diamond, I don't automatically get the Diamond Season Awards. I have to win 10 matches in Diamond to lock those rewards in. I can't hit into Diamond 1, bounce my way back to Platinum 2 because I go on a terrible losing streak, which I am prone to do uh, occasionally, <laughs> um, and still claim the Diamond Rewards. Like, I still got to earn them. And even that, you know, it does lock in, but I had to earn the lock in. This feels like the minute you hit crystal, you're good. 
you're good. You don't have to worry about it. And I don't think I like that personally. I don't have to worry about it because I don't really PvP or do Crystalline Conflict as, as much as I think it is a good feature for those that like PvP in this game. Um, but, yeah, that kind of tells me they are definitely not interested in a Decay-type system, Tark, if they're willing to just lock it in the minute you hit these ranks. Yeah, I had mentioned previously that they just they don't want people to have to log in. I think that's the crux of the matter. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a core design philosophy. If they care about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if that wasn't one of their core design philosophies, there probably would be a Decay system. Um, I think it needs one um, because, again, you hit crystal and then, okay, well, I'm done. Um, when I initially saw this, because they didn't mention that you get the rewards first, when they first showed that this you can get demoted, I was like, oh, well, this just incentivizes people to get crystal and then just and then turn off the leave. game and not play anymore. Yeah, and then walk out. Um, then they announced that once you hit you know whatever uh, rank you are, those are the rewards you get, no matter if you get demoted or not. I'm like, oh, okay, that's helps a little bit i guess you know you're not punished you still get your rewards um but yeah there needs to be something so it's, it's just not feeling good feels icky uh they are increasing stricter penalties if you leave good if you leave Finally. i didn't say what those were uh-uh but like what's it gonna be like i an increased lockout timer i i can't see them really doing that i can't so is it going to be a stricter possible ranking? You know, is it? Can you bounce down a little further? I I don't know. They they weren't specific. You're right. They just said, hey, if you withdraw mid duty or after matching, it's going to have stricter penalties. Okay. Okay. All right. Either of you still doing PvP? I know both of you were pretty hype on it initially for the first X weeks, but have you fallen out of it? Because that's kind of what I predicted would happen. I, I want to I get a little status check to see if I'm right here or not. <laughs> I have not played a single ranked match in Season 2. I played some casual matches just to like do a Wondrous Tale here or there or do, get some Tombstones for fun. Um, but the rank, like, I, I, the thing is, I think midday rank queues actually are pretty bad now. Like, uh, I, I sat in queue one time for 20 minutes. I was like, I'll try ranked again. I didn't get a match. Uh, I think they still pop pretty well at, in the afternoon on my server. And on, or on Primal. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I just... The rewards kind of killed it for me, I think, as far as ranked goes. It killed but it for I'll a lot of people. And they did... They they have said that they're going to make the rewards better. So... Yeah. What about you, Tark? Have you fallen out of it, or are you still grinding away? Uh, like I said previously, it's all about the series rewards for me. And since I got my series rewards, why do I need to play anymore? We're done. Like, I don't care about... I, I didn't care about the... You know the crystal it's, it's it's whatever for me um the rewards don't pique my interest whatsoever um but you know you get that that fabulous chest with that cool glam and i was like okay cool i got what i wanted i'm done then we're off to yeah. pandemonium abyssos first floor versus proto carby baby proto carby yeah. tark you're pretty excited about the old carbster coming back in this form so i'll let you go first with your thoughts yeah, now we need an eggy glam for that. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. It looks pretty sweet. I wish I could seen a little bit more of of the fight, you know, but he he uh, killed himself and ended the fight before, you know, we could uh, see more, but it, it, I like it. the arena though. The arena's tiny. It's still a box. It's still just a square, but it's it's a shrunken down square. It's real tight. Close quarters, we see some um, what looks to be some like star or a, a sun ray type pattern on the floor. I'm sure that won't factor into anything. Nothing at no, all. Protean waves. That's uh, protean waves written all over it. Nothing <laughs> they, at they all. They never do that. That won't factor into anything at all. Kronos, there is a change being made to the Abyssos Mythos 2 required for gear for head, hands, and feet going to go down from six to four so another yep. yet another change to not only when you can get certain gear with the whole savage being bounced out a week but costs to tombstone uh weapons and now another cost change here all in favor of speeding things up 
a tad. Or were you in favor of the the change here? I think they need to speed it up more. I think so. Personally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean this is a welcome change. I I think honestly they need to speed it up a little more on the on that the gearing front. Honestly, there should be no reason why like it takes you eight weeks to get your weapon potentially, or sixteen to get your weapon and your body if you're really unlucky. So that they need to lower those two. I'm still in favor of a huge gear system, gear progression overhaul from top to bottom, but. Keep speeding things up a little bit, and maybe I'll be less likely to complain about it on this show <laughs> and and have things change. Speaking of gear, get a look at this. I love these sets. Oh. I love these sets. Kronos, you don't like them? No, no, they're they're awesome. Uh, I okay. am worried. I'm worried about how people are going to perceive this that don't rate, but I think these are awesome. These are super sweet. I think these this might be the best ray gear they've ever done. Now, High Allegan's very good. Oh, I love High Allegan. Uh, I wear that all the time. Dreadworm's pretty good too. I think this is better than Dreadworm though. Yes. And then I guess like uh like the Alexander gear is another memorable one. But I think this is up there. This is up there. This is pretty badass. So what are you worried about? Like people who don't raid being unhappy that this type yes. of glam is locked behind raid content? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the weapons, 100%, you can't get. Yeah. And then the real question is going to be, does the normal mode stuff glow? Because if the normal stuff don't glow and it ain't dieable, I don't think people are going to be very happy. But we'll see. But the weapons, for sure, you're, you, you have to kill P8S to get. Tark, what, what are you going for first here? Which set? What set? Well, healer. Healer, of course. And they all look really good. Uh, Dragoon, top notch. The the striking set with the freaking big hollow eyes. Oh my god! I think this is the first tier that I think I want to get everything so that I can yeah. have it and put it in the glamour dresser. <laughs> Funny enough, this uh, so before this gear was shown, uh, my bard. He's currently my bard in my raid group. We were talking about swapping. He was going to go tank. I was going to go physical range. And he's like, nah, I think I'm going to stay physical ranged. I, th I think I might just swap to another class. And then he saw the tank glam. And he was like, yeah, I think we're swapping now. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm probably going to be physical ranged this tub of tier. But I don't mind. I think they all look cool. I'm probably yeah. going to get almost as many of these as I can. Yeah, they, they do look badass. Uh, Omicron's tribe I, quests. Oh, go ahead, Tark. Sorry. Before we I was going to say, topic. like, I do hope that there is glowy effects on the normal and it's just diable. And then, you know, at some point, like, I would like to have two pallets that you could die. One for the armor, one for the particle effect. Like, All right, now, now, now you're just oh. fucking dreaming. Get out of here. Yeah, I am dreaming, <laughs> but I'm dreaming big. Now dreaming you're just big. dreaming. Who's calling me? <laughs> who the hell's calling me? Joe? I don't know who that is. I don't Joe know. Mama? We'll call you back. We're busy. Omicron's daily quests. Patch 6.25 in Ultima Thule. These are going to be, uh, what was it? Disciples of Land, right? Gatherers. Mm, yes. The yep. Gathering. Weird. So, so weird. Get your gathering up there if for some reason you don't have a job there already. I'm kind of actually looking forward to that. I I, I want to see the, the Omicrons and, and the mounts and minions and stuff that we get from that. And then... We spent forever in the island sanctuary, so I'm just going to roll Yoshi P kind of flying around here. Again, is not massive. a replacement for housing. Not a replacement <laughs> for housing. Not a replacement for housing. In fact, you can't even use your housing decorative items there. Mount speed is higher, and sprint and return uh, cast recast times are reduced. This kind of goes to, uh, like, actually one of my pet peeves with Final Fantasy XIV. Can we please, in cities, just make Sprint the default speed? Like, yes, why please. do I still have to cast Sprint and have the cooldown timer when I'm walking around Limsa, for God's sake? Especially when it's infinite in PvP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which then, in turn, this is solo content, casual stuff. Why have... Why speed up the recast timer instead of just making the faster speed the default speed if you're willing to let me do yeah. it faster to begin with? 
Uh, if I can do it more times in a minute than I can now, Tark, just let me just sprint. Let that be the default speed here. Who cares? I'm on my own damn island. You got to run from all those creatures. Wait, no, there's no combat. Okay, well, I, uh, there's no reason. Um, yeah, let's just, just make it out the default and just remove a button from the hotbar at that point. UI elements include a materials pouch and a gathering log. Sprint and return are set as special actions here. Gathering doesn't require leveling gatherers, though, and I think that was actually something I'm glad they said. It's We suspected it, but I think a lot of people like had a question mark about it, and we weren't sure it was just what we thought, that it was going to be its own little thing. They did confirm that. You won't have to have like a max-level gatherer to go do stuff here. This has even got its own little island experience reward system, so you'll have an objective list of stuff that you can do on your island to get done and earn island XP. Like, it's going to be its own totally thing. They just put Harvestella in 14. That's what they... They just, they just threw it there. Minus you. the combat. You minus yeah. the combat. Minus the combat. And they did reiterate that multiple times. No crafters needed to be leveled to participate in the island uh, sanctuary stuff. Building bases and building structures is almost, <laughs> for right now, instantaneous. But later on, those buildings may have lengthy timers where their construction phase is transpiring. And if you feel like maybe I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like gritting my teeth, it's because that just screams Tark that at some point we're gonna give you a way to speed those up a la mobile gaming. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I, I hope, think I tweeted this. <laughs> I hope they don't, but them specifically pointing out the timers made me think, oh God, they're calling attention to them now. Yeah, <laughs> and which they did say coming soon. They did to a say station near you. Yeah, a premium uh, yeah. building lever up a crafting item for five dollars. Only five dollars. They even said lengthy timer. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> there was a lengthy timer. So go ahead and get your timer reduction Fantasia bundles. That will. I I, I hope they don't do that, Chronos. They can't, right? I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, I but would, I would think from a Yoshi piece design philosophy, they they wouldn't. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind's at, too. I think he's just saying that sometimes there's going to be, like, lockouts on some construction stuff, and it might take, like, a couple days. Like, they've never introduced anything to reduce the time on ventures and stuff like that. So right. I don't True. think they would do it here, but it felt really mobile the way they were describing it, and I did cringe a little bit. Yeah. If I had to guess, put my money down right now, I don't think they're going to do that. But I no, think I it is either. I think but it, it is was funny. a funny joke. Yeah, it is funny <laughs> to talk about. Uh, your sanctuary ranks up and you get island currency additional to buy additional rewards. So yes, we'll be farming mounts and minions. You can harvest items from your animals and yeah, I mean, great. It sounds like a lot of fun. I don't know how invested I'll be into it uh, unless they fucking lock minions and then it'll be my favorite feature uh in the entire game the bit that i was waiting for and all i care about chronos i can let 40 of my minions roam around on this island so disappointing yeah i, I, I want to where what are the mounts coming i want to be able to unleash all 165 awesome. of my mounts onto the island i think an interview person like asked him that question actually he said that it wasn't planned at this time but it might be something they think about but uh, no, I, they, I mean, this they're is, definitely they going to have minions locked, though, for sure. This they, is they need to increase. It's such a big island. Why can't you have 370 minions roaming around? Come well, on. Oh, I was going to say this is less than 10 percent of my minions. Like, <laughs> I can only have less than 10 percent of my minions running. Look, look. look I, honestly, I'm not going to lie though. While I think the number, I, Tark, I'm with you. I, it should be higher. I honestly thought it was going to be less. Uh, I thought it was. Oh, too. I thought they were going to put it at like a 12 or a 20 mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Um, so I I'm all right with 40 and hopefully it'll be increased over time. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, then we got variant dungeons. Kronos, walk us through it because we got, uh, we actually, this is one of the topics that I wanted a ton of information on. We did get a couple new tidbits here, but again, yeah. not as much as I would have liked. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they went into a decent amount. I mean, these are, these are like the more casual versions. I wish they'd spend more time on the, uh, the criterion, but Same. I mean, you know, so we're gonna get like the variant actions to kind of cover up role missing roles, but those aren't gonna exist in 
the harder difficulties. And then you have Nanamo as an ally who's also not in the harder difficulties. And then there's going to be stories. I'm kind of excited to do all the paths, to be honest, and then find the secret path or however many there are. Like, even if I end up doing it by myself, I'll, I'll do it. So I actually think this is pretty cool. And I think the the way the actions are they described. They do say I, with a certain someone to get those branching paths. Oh, right. Nanamo. I mean, I assume, I assume it's her, but maybe it's not. With a certain, um, ex explore them with a certain someone to get the branching paths. So, but yeah, I feel like the actions are pretty powerful to the point where this might be not super bad to solo. I mean, I'll probably try it. Well, I mean, it's see. made to be soloed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, and I just it's also it made to be more casual. Yeah. Like, they've used yeah. the word casual over and over and over again with these. So I, yep. I was not surprised to find that this might be a little on the, like, Floor one through ten of Heaven on High, and not one ninety yeah, to two hundred type true. difficulty. Yeah. Um, based on the way your the actions that you use, the progression will change. Tark, I thought this was a little interesting. So, in the special Dungeon Finder menu, you can review the NPC that will tag along with you and set the variant actions you use. You collect story parts similar to Bosja here, so following established formulas with different content. Yeah. Um, I'll try to get all of it. Uh, once I do, that'll be the end of the content for me. I'll focus on Criterion and and try to get whatever the loot is that it's there. And then, they, cool. and then they went a whole ahead and spoiled that it was Nanamo. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you saw her in the trailer for yeah. crying out loud. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't really a spoiler. Criterion Dungeons, you're right. They did not spend really a lot of time on at all besides reiterating more difficult content, level 90, tank, healer, 2 DPS, similar to the variant dungeons, but the structure and the enemies are different. Even if the enemies look the same, they have different mechanics and, and all kinds of things. Uh, yeah, just, so, isn't it just two bosses? Like, I think no matter the, what happens, it's two? I think from what I understood and maybe I'm wrong, is that the variant dungeon is always two, depending on the path you gotcha. take, you'll okay. never have more than two, but I think these are three. Yes, okay, um, same but, first but the path two, but is determined. Is... But the path okay. is determined in these, like there's one path, you go down, and then you have the added like difficulty rules. Yep. Like Can't uh, res. You'll have, can't res. You'll have variant raise to a number of, of times that you can use it, uh, but everything gets stronger if you don't, there's, there's an enrage timer on the entire dungeon. So everything gets stronger if you don't beat things in a certain time limit. All the enemies come back if your party wipes. Starting the normal, uh, the normal version, the intro shows different areas uh, from the variant dungeon because it totally starts in a different area. So I kind of like this. And we've, we've dabbled in this before, right? When we had the normal and hard mode dungeons of things where... Yeah, we were generally still in Brayflox's long, uh, long Stop or Hoke Manor, Hawk Manor, but they were very different. Uh, here we have the same area being utilized in two different ways. So that I do, I do enjoy. Get more. If you're going to create an environment for a dungeon, get more out of it than just one dungeon. And that further enhances the return on investment for the time that you took to create the environment. I, I like this approach. Uh, provided that it ends up being fun. I'm really looking forward to this. Unfortunately, this is a 2.5 thing, right? Yep. There were, yeah, there was no way they were releasing I Savage know, and this at the same I time. Know, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was surprised Island Sanctuary came out. Um, I, I was too. On patch. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Oh, Savage Raiders who want to take on the Savage version of this, by the way, no orange ground indicators for some of the mechanics. So Yay! We're going to go... Yeah. I actually liked... Like, think back to A Realm Reborn, right? There were, mm -hmm. there were a number of bosses in regular dungeons that you had animation cues, not yeah, AOE like telegraph cues. Swinge? Remember yep. Swinge? I yep. think that was a big one. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say this Cyclops boss, Fate... Uh, in Corthus that would wreck fools all oh, day. Well, the one in no ground markers. The one in Arumvale used to not have ground markers. They added yeah. them because yep. the people had so much trouble with them. Um and he keeps saying that this is gonna be really hard, but I don't trust Yoshi P when it comes to difficulty, so I'm just gonna try it myself and see how hard it is. Because he he's been uh sometimes he's right, 
most of the time he's not right, but hey, we'll see. You're still trying to clear Savage, man. I mean, Ultimate? He was definitely uh, yeah, yeah, right yeah, about Ultimate. Ultimate. Sorry, 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 sorry. He was definitely right about Ultimate. He was the most incorrect you could be about Insinger, but he was definitely right about Ultimate. He said Insinger was the hardest trial ever made. That's yeah, BS. No, it but, wasn't. You know. Uh, then, of course, we got QVC and miscellaneous announcements at the end, one of which we're going to talk about in just a second. So I'm going to skip it and just show you this badass paladin coat that is available for pre-order. Uh, while I like this coat, Amazing. I am not buying it. Uh, wrong job. Wrong job. That's it. You got it. You pegged me. It's the, <laughs> it's the only thing wrong with it. As soon as Black Mage or Red Mage comes out, you got my 75 bucks. You got my 75 bucks. Uh, either of you buying a paladin coat? No, it looks cool though. It does look. I awesome. thought about it. Looks looks really cool. I thought about it, um, but give me a white mage or a sage one, and I'm all over it. They gotta make them all now, right? Like if you make one oh. with a partnership, you uh, gotta make them all. I, I don't know because this is like the title job of the expansion, right? Like, seems more like an expansion thing. Maybe next expansion you'll get your black mage one. No, I'm, I'm, then I'm never gonna get my black mage one because <laughs> black mage was the title job, the the box mover uh, or the box cover for a realm reborn. My time has come and gone. Yeah, but it was Warrior was the was the job, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see. Give me a give me. A, I'll, I'll settle for Red Mage. I'll settle for Red Mage. Uh, so that was that was pretty much it. Live letter. I mean, is there is there anything you want to bring up that we didn't talk about there, Tark? Um, I like in the Savage Criterion Savage that uh, everyone gets their own loot box. A uh, little disappointed that you have to kill all the mobs to yeah. spawn the boss. I was kind of hoping for, uh, you know, take out some mobs when you absolutely have to and maybe try a sneak around kind of thing. Yeah, um, and I, they did but, even say something to the effect of what? Like, you're, you're going to have to be careful with your pools to make sure you don't get yes. more mobs. So that leaves me to believe that there's going to be pats. Uh, interfering with rotate or the the way certain groups are moving, and maybe maybe we'll have to bust out a little crowd control that's been sitting in our action books for just about yeah ever. some sleep yeah huh? bust out that sleep Chronos bust it out I'm good on that <laughs> but I think the reason they want you to kill all the mobs though is because they don't want you to lock them out of the boss room you know how that old trick where you yeah. can like pull them and then. So it's either you either have to like create fake doors or or just make it where you have to kill them. So yeah, and I you know what I don't have a problem with them doing it here because the idea is the content needs is purposely being designed for it to be harder. You have to do everything. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I'm okay with that approach in in something like this. So uh, right now, if you haven't checked it out, uh, by the way, to celebrate Island Sanctuary, uh, Final Fantasy is partnering with. Uh, Mog shoot farm is the way they're they're calling it. Uh, it is pretty cute. It is pretty cute. It's actually a farm in uh, the English countryside that is called Mud Shoot, but they're calling it Mog shoot farm. And they've been like just streaming footage from everywhere uh, across the farm, different animals and bunnies and stuff like that. Is and there's a way to donate and everything. But but gentlemen, I bring you. The only Xenos that matters anymore, and that is Xenos the Rooster. Named so because Final Fantasy XIV players that were watching the stream decided it needed to be so. They, uh, I mean, it kind of looks like his armor. It's got that same kind of coloring, so that's pretty cool. But they, still, they saw him, how he was perched on different things, how he was walking around like the boss and... Yeah, they decided, you know, is that, it, that is Xenos. And then is it, started a pension a, for just killing other hens. Is that what? <laughs> right. Then started a uh, kind of social media campaign to get the rooster mm. officially named Xenos. To which later, Mudshoot Park and Farm, you can find them on Twitter at Mudshoot, M U D C H U T E, tweeted out, it's official. Everyone meet Xenos the Rooster. Xenos will really appreciate any donation towards him and went ahead and put their uh, support link and their GoFundMe page out there so that uh, donations could come flying in. And all I have to say is whoever is running social media for a little farm in the English countryside is a 
freaking genius because they jumped on that real quick and they were like, fuck it, Rooster's called Xenos now. Send us some cash. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you definitely jump on that opportunity. No I saw way somebody, do you miss that, yeah. Somebody said uh, the Rooster has more characterization than the character of the game. That gave me a good <laughs> oh. chuckle. <laughs> that, gave, that gave me a pretty good laugh. Uh, <laughs> to count mine for the pecking. Uh, yes, so there is Xenos the Rooster. Sometimes there's just awesome stuff that happens in the Final Fantasy XIV community. Uh, Xenos the Rooster. Gotta love him. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's finish up with some other Square Enix news, and then we will call it a week. Now, I kind of, while this is this next, to- next topic is going to be uh, primarily about Yoshi P and some things that he had to say in an interview, I, I pulled it out of fourteen because it, it doesn't really reference fourteen specifically uh, for the context and purpose of the interview here. Uh, Yoshi P sat down with Inverse. Excuse me. Started to hiccup there. And was kind of talking about Final Fantasy as a whole. And he says, you know, that in his mind, that the series is actually struggling. The series as a whole, the mainline series, is actually struggling. Uh, And what he kind of got a little more specific on was that Final Fantasy 14 or Final Fantasy itself the mainline series has always been for a very long time the trend setter right this is what we're going to do with this new game and then we're going to do this in Final Fantasy 6 and then 7's going to pave the way for the way you do 3D MMORPGs and storytelling and you know 8 is going to give you a couple banging tracks and then 9 is <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for you eight fans out there. <laughs> hey, it's more than a couple tracks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, his whole point was like they, for a long time, were the trendsetters. And now there's the argument that many would have, including Yoshi P, that the last few have been chasing the trends, whether that be in RPGs in general, in uh, gaming as a, as a whole, whether that be in the way combat is done, whether 3D animation. Uh, he, he wasn't very, you know, positive about the current direction. Now, he thinks that that's going to change with 16, and things are going to start moving in a different direction, and hopefully 17 will continue that in his mind and in his opinion. But is he right, Tark? Is he right to come out and, and say, look, the mainline flagship series of our company is struggling to a degree yes i mean if you look you know if you set aside 14 being in an mmo i mean 13 kind of maligned for its hallway simulator and the sequels not a lot of people were too keen on especially uh what was it 13 2 with its time storyline so convoluted like even i have trouble wrapping my head around it uh and then 15 was stuck in development hell for what 10 years so that's just i I can see where he's coming from um and this also kind of goes in line with his uh you know we're we're going away from turn-based we want to go to more action-oriented um but if you put 14 back into it i think 14 you know lifts the franchise up i think uh seven remake did a lot to you know mend some will on the final fantasy side as well right but arguably Um, isn't new you know, technically uh, new, but I mean, I think it did enough new. Um, and then 16, yeah, is going to be, you know, is this going to be where they're back on top? And uh, fingers crossed for yes. I argue that 16 isn't. Um, uh, and I, again, I'm not, I'm not predicting that 16 is going to be a terrible game by any stretch, Kronos. I think Yoshi P and team have just a knack for telling compelling stories and at the very least you can probably expect a pretty compelling story uh being told in 16 i do often look at 16 and go i I don't know man it's devil may cry like all the good and and maybe all the bad that goes with that and and i've said on this show before when i want to play final fantasy a final fantasy game or an rpg in general i go play an rpg when i want to play something like a devil may cry i go play devil may cry or i boot up god of war or like i go for there i i i've never sat and played a final fantasy going man i i wish i had kratos's blades in here like i that's just yeah. that's just not what happens and maybe it'll work maybe it's just going to feel derivative 
I would argue, though, that either way, whether it works or not, whether it's a stunning success and a lot of fun across all levels or not, I don't think 16 is going to be viewed as a trendsetter. No, absolutely not. I, I, and, I and, and by the way, to be clear, he wasn't saying that he thought 16 would be a trendsetter. I think he's just saying he's, he it's going to gonna get better. Right? Yeah, it's going to get yeah. things should get better and going forward. I do think that I, I think a few things about this. I think the use of struggling is a poor choice of words. I mean, he usually I is think pretty so, good too, about, but I let's thought, save I, some of that for uh, later. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, I think the thing is, and this is what I don't understand. And I, I think I've, we've said this a few times on here. At least I have. Um. They were a trendsetter in turn-based RPGs. Can you please name me the Final Fantasy game that was a trendsetter for action RPGs? I guess maybe FF7 Remake, but that, is that really a trendsetter? Like, did it do something that, like, action games had, like... Like, was it some... Mind- it was It was good because it was a retelling of a, of a really, like, a game that people liked. I mean, I guess you could argue that one, maybe. But... Yeah, I but just- you could also argue that Final Fantasy VII Remake, and, and even, you know, kind of getting its basis in Final Fantasy 12 if you really want to look at it it's but still turn based 12 is 12 is still turn based I, th- so, I think 7 so is, is full on action I think 7 is full on action oh, you can just pause no. it yeah you can, you can pause it issue commands to individual players but it is very very similar to 12 the, no because 12 there's is, like a it liter- is the next iteration of 12 I should say you could maybe but like 12 like it's all 12 is almost like KOTOR right where it's like turn based but it's disguised as, as like action like they wait there for three seconds and then when you give a command then they do it you know like there's a time in between in seven like if I hit triangle cloud swings the sword you know what I'm saying like and if you pause and, uh, and issue a command there's no like hesitation it just happens whereas in like 12 12 is like turn based it's just disguised well, if that makes sense. Well, so I like then, I then I would argue that seven remake is is turn based. There's just no ATB bar in the back. Well, but, I mean that's a bad, then, uh, bad thing because there is an but, ATB bar. But, you know, like, but then any game any game I could pause then would be turn based. Well, it's not just pausing. You're pausing and issuing commands. But I could pause and think about the command I want to do, and then pause and hit the button. Is that turn based? Yeah. But I could do that. Devil yeah. May Cry. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Like God of War. Like yeah. I, I don't. I I think. Seven is full on action. All right. I mean, I think yeah, they it's... did that to like appease some people, but I, I don't. It's cool in a way, I guess, if you want to play the game that way. But it does. Even when I tried to play the game that way, it didn't feel like turn based to me, coming from like a person who really enjoys turn based. But I appreciate the effort to try. I guess something a little different. But yeah, his... I guess to me, it's good. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say to me the the biggest the weirdest thing about this article for me is they they talk about like not being a trendsetter anymore and then like all that kind of stuff but they were a trendsetter doing the thing that they were really good at and then they stopped doing that thing and now they're like (laughs) well we're not setting trends anymore so like it it doesn't make sense if you want to set trends then go back to doing the thing you were really good at and not trying to be devil may cry in the witcher yeah set the trends and the things that made you the trendsetter yeah, it's like a, it's like a that. t-shirt company yeah. that was like making really good trendy t-shirts and then they're like I guess we're going to make jeans. Like it, it it's I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't His get it. The exact quote is in terms of whether Final Fantasy is successfully adapting to industry trends, I believe the series is currently struggling. We're now at a point where we receive a wide variety of quests regarding the direction of our game design. Hell, we've talked about it here, right? We're talking about it now. Turn-based versus yeah. action, this versus that, this versus that. To be honest, it'd be impossible to satisfy all those requests with a single title. Again, I don't think he's going to get any argument from any of us here. Uh, My current impression is that all we can really do is create multiple games and continue creating the best that we can at any given time. And I think he's absolutely right. I I think he's absolutely right. That if you want to go this other way and, hey, we're going to get away from turn-based, you've got to, I think, if you are trying to appease as many as you can you still have to have a turn-based option for for final fantasy fans that isn't hey we're gonna put this on the switch hey we're gonna put this on the the nintendo ds this little you know mobile game and uh, go do go do your thing no you know there are still fans maybe maybe you could argue they've done the demographic research and obviously uh, you know us being 30s and 40s we were very much their target demographic. We aren't anymore. They 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 target the you know the fourteen through twenty five, fourteen through thirty, while trying to get capitalize on our nostalgia too to pull us in. But really, they they want that market. Maybe they've done the research and turn based isn't there. 
but then you can't turn around and complain that you're not trending, just, uh, setting yeah. any trends when you're not doing what got you there. I just wish they were honest. Just be honest. Just say we're making action games because action games overall sell better than turn-based games in the market. Just say that. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They just don't want to say it. They'd rather be like, oh, well, we're going away because, you know, we're trying to in- expand our fan base. No, you're just trying to sell more games. It's fine. And your more company, people buy your, action your games. Your job is to make money yeah. for your shareholders. Yeah. 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 And to Cal, that's a great point. I totally forgot about that. We, we talked about it on the show, though, a few weeks ago. The thing where they said, yeah, just like kids don't don't like Final Fantasy. They don't know what Final Fantasy is. They, they just, Okay, so you're going to try to make something more relevant to that audience so that they know and then complain that you're not setting any trends. Well, that kind of seems counterintuitive there, right? You purposely are emulating top sellers right now because you want to move into a market that you feel like you haven't captured Okay, but then you don't also get to say, man, we're not setting any trends. (laughs) The funny thing is, it's like it's so rare for like a game to sell super well and be like a trend. Like look at Call of Duty, for example. Nobody says Call of Duty (laughs) is a trendsetter. They make the same game every year and sells like hotcakes because everybody wants a new Call of Duty and all everybody of all ages plays it. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Yep. You know, and and I think that's kind of I think Square is just kind of poking in different holes until they strike gold trying to hit like a good like they want to sell like the witcher and and that's really hard to do like i Uh, mean for god's sake 15 sold like 10 or 12 million units or something yep and and i don't think it had anything to do with because it was an action game but Uh, that's just me he did finish this interview with one piece that i'll leave you on real quick tark he says i'm a game designer so i always have several ideas for a game i can't talk about them here but i think that goes for any game designer I'm the kind of person who's happy as long as they can make games. So while there isn't anything in particular, as far as what he'd like to work on next, I'd occasionally think that I would like to make one more MMORPG title from scratch before I die. And to that I say, has he been given the funding already? Like, why do you wait? (laughs) Like, as soon as somebody that's... And you could argue that, you know, it would be it may be awful for him to go do and, you know, what it might do to Final Fantasy fourteen if he went and did it. Yeah. Like, set all of that aside. If you're Square Enix and Yoshi P does what he did, did with Final Fantasy fourteen and he says, I'd really like to create an MMORPG from scratch, don't you say, uh, how much do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, we need Final Fantasy eighteen at some point. Still working on that. Yeah. Go, an MMO. go ahead and start that now. So <laughs> I, I'd like to see him make one from scratch. Hey, uh, Tark, you're usually like our demo guy. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, I was going to say that um, I'm glad I read all the way to that down to the bottom of the article because that that line made me super excited for his future, but then made me kind of sad. I was like, because there's no way he's going to be able to manage two MMOs at the same time. So something's (laughs) going to have to give on the 14 front. Right. And I'm like, I'll play, I'll pay for two subs as long as 14 is good. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, that's why I wanted to just, let's not make this a long discussion. Let's throw all of that out. Like whether or not he should or shouldn't actually be given the opportunity. But from a, yeah, (laughs) write any number on this check and I will pay it. (laughs) This is what Square Enix should do. Tark, you're usually our demo guy, although I am looking forward to playing this demo. It has been a tremendously busy week. uh, Torchwick moving to college this past weekend Mm -hmm. and adjustments in my house and just a lot going on here this week. I have not had a chance. Have you played the Dio Field Chronicle demo yet? I finished it about 40 minutes before the show. It is so good. It's it's a chunky uh, bit. It's the first full chapter, but it's like five missions, and you can replay uh, the past missions. Um, they're constantly layering new systems uh, as you go. starts out pretty simple. Uh, I, I love the interactions. I'm already seeing combinations on characters. Like, this character can just be the meatiest tank and take, like, no damage and just provoke everything, and you just do what you need to to get the enemy's dead i think this is going to be an awesome title i hope it's a sleeper hit um it it looks great i've already pre-ordered it it's absolute day one this is a great game chronos you check it out i haven't checked it out yet i've seen I'm... some stuff of people playing it uh i think i might buy it now though because i was gonna buy like midnight suns around that time but then that got delayed yeah so that, I, I always have to get my tactics fixed so i'll probably end up buying this because of that delay so good 
I agree too. I definitely, There's a lot of grinding. I definitely want to. I want to check it out um, uh, if I can get a chance to in the demo because doesn't so, it's just like uh, the last couple, right? There are some stuff that carries over into your launch. Yes. Uh, save. Yep. yep. So if I can get a chance, if I can get a chance. Two quick notes here for you: the Square Enix Collective. That's kind of like their uh, assisting smaller Indies. companies partner indie thing, indie, indie project. Yeah. They are going to publish Little Goody Two Shoes. That's a narrative-focused horror RPG from Astral Shift, a Portugal-based company. They made Pocket Mirror. That's going to launch in 2023. We do not know platforms yet, so we got that uh, on that front. Square Enix is also going to be at the Tokyo Game Show VR, the VR event, 2022. Uh, the place that they're holding that looks like a literal dungeon. If you have not seen it, Look it up, Tokyo Game Show VR 2022 location. It literally looks like a dungeon. They're keeping a lot of stuff hidden right now. We also know that not only is Square Enix going to be there, uh, but uh, Capcom is is going to be there, right? That's the one, nice. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yes, we will see. Oh, and Kojima Productions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Kojima, Kojima yeah. Productions will be there as well. Uh, Tark, what is this? People are watching a Forspoken yeah, video. What? It's a 30-second Forspoken clip that I feel is the most awkward advertising for Forspoken. Like, they keep doing this game no favors. People ripped on this really bad last week. Like, it was um, really and, bad. And, and, I, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. And it's, like, and I haven't edited many videos myself, but, like, the music doesn't match what's actually happening. And then the voice work, while pulled from other parts of other trailers, like also doesn't fit. And it feels just really awkward. I, I, I think it's really a poor trailer and I don't know why it got out onto social media. It's just, ugh, gross. They just, Forspoken just is not getting the proper love it needs from Square Enix right now. Oh, and if you want to, uh, if you want to, know a little bit more de nuvo de nuvo i mean that's that's all i gotta say for spoken okay. utilizes de nuvo yay <laughs> let the lover leave it <laughs> Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of The Relic Grind here. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature, something they've done in the press or whatever. You tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. Never see it again. And I want to know exactly how the two of you feel, no fence-sitting, on Yoshi P openly describing the Final Fantasy series as struggling. I mean, there's a time to be honest and forthright and, you know, open with your community. But... Conversely, counter-argument, is it ever really uh, okay to go out and literally have what is probably the most visibly prominent individual from your organization at the moment go out and say the most visible and prominent product that you offer is struggling? What do you think, Tark? Um, so I'm guessing love it is agree with and leave it is disagree. Yeah, disagree, or okay. leave it would be like a, he should have used a different word. He shouldn't have said anything sure. on this topic at all, et cetera. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to agree with them. So I, I love it. Um, I, I think it's getting better, but overall, yes, I, I agree with them. I think it is struggling because they don't know their identity. They're trying to move into different genres while still making it an RPG. So I think they're, they're running a little rudderless at the moment. Um, hopefully 16 is good. Um, I don't know how much an RPG element is going to have, but um, I'm looking forward to it, but I agree with the, the struggling portion. Kronos. Yeah, I'm going to leave it. I think it's just a bad choice of words. He could just say we're not trendsetters anymore or something. It's kind of like uh, Square calling games that don't meet their sales quota failures. Uh, the two aren't don't need to be mm. like tied together. Uh, so I, I think while I appreciate what he's saying and I don't think what he's saying is wrong, I think he probably should have reworded what he said. I agree. I'm going to leave it to... I can... I, I can appreciate that they're thinking that behind the scenes, and I don't disagree with them, uh, but I don't think it pays to have the most visible person in your company go talk about the most visible product that you sell in a way like that 
with a new release six-ish, nine-ish months away, depending on when it actually comes out next year in the in the summer. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. I, I think there's better ways to to discuss that out loud. You know, frame it. We've had some challenges in a few of our past titles, and what we're doing to look forward is X, Y, and Z. So I agree he's right, but I'm going to leave it that he shouldn't have used the word struggling from just from a PR standpoint. I don't have any problem with it as a fan. If I'm a Square yeah, Enix employee, I, I'd, pro- I, I'd probably give him the old leave it. I think the other issue is, is when I hear struggling, I think like money, like like how much money they're making. And last time I checked, Final Fantasy XIV is a Final Fantasy game. So yeah. I don't really think that the series struggling is entirely accurate. But what he said, like when he like elaborated, made sense. Yeah, I just, it's just a bad word to use, I think. So. Yup, yup, yup. Uh, that's gonna do it for today's show. No, uh, Faye Death streaming after tonight's show. Actually, she's gonna be off like the next three Thursdays. She's got uh, prep for and then the event of Dragon Con itself. So she's gonna be uh, not streaming for the next couple of weeks, but she'll be back the week after Dragon Con. So that's when you can expect to see Faye Death here again. We'll be here again Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern with Gaming Gumbo. And, of course, next week, Thursday, 7 p.m., for another episode of The Relic Grind, as well as all of our streams in between, including Final Fantasy TCG on Monday night. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Yeah, same as always, Twitter. Um, If you follow me and you see me tweet like, fuck yeah, you probably know that I clear the ultimate. (laughs) uh, Good luck on that tonight. Be waiting on that. Good luck on that tonight. Tark. Uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming, playing Final Fantasy XIV four nights a week. And then Saturday and Sunday night, you can find me here on Ready Check Radio, and we're going to be playing Live Alive. We finished Sekiro. Woohoo! Congrats, congrats. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio on Twitter, R A I D E O. And you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or one of our streams. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you out on the servers. Later. I'll show you struggling. Struggle this.